0: Hello again, Broncos country. We are back and the Broncos are on a four game win streak. You are listening to the Orange Weekly pregame podcast. I'm here. I'm Jared here with David and Spotty to break down this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns. And guys, apparently we're favored to win this game according to Vegas odds.
1: Yeah, it's another sign of how full circle this season has come, right? It, the Broncos actually favored to win a home game. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's it seems like a little thing when you say it like that, but it's a, a whole lot for a team that started one and five, right?
2: You know, not trying to get the hopes up, but kind of like I was saying earlier, I feel like the dominoes are starting to fall into place. A team like Cleveland is suffering much worse when it comes to injuries than we are and you know, we're kind of coming in into this streak healthy so i think that puts us ahead of a lot of other teams a lot of I and mean, definitely wouldn't have said this you know weeks ago
0: yeah yeah we're we're relatively healthy across the board except for one position group which we will get to uh later on the podcast so make sure you sit back relax and enjoy another episode of the orange weekly pre-game podcast <laughs> Large weekly fans brews, and broncos news all right here we go we are ready to face the browns at home not a primetime game we've had two of those in a row uh, a mid afternoon game i believe and and you know the browns defense it's not mid afternoon
1: they flexed it they flexed it uh to the 11am uh, mountain time slot no uh,
2: that's Ooh. Ooh.
1: Yeah, you're right no i'm sorry yep Spotty's on it, David. I know. Listen, I had a lot to eat last night, Jared. Um, <laughs> pulling back. Yeah. Pulling happy back Thanksgiving
0: forward. to you guys, by the way.
1: Yeah, every, <laughs> to everybody listening, to you, Spotty, to Jared. I mean, to everybody. You know, it's day after Thanksgiving. Opening the kimono here. I can barely breathe right now, guys. <laughs> like, much less do a podcast.
0: You're really riding so, that uh, turkey hangover right now. Um, it's a thing. It is a whole. <laughs> last thing. Um.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Afternoon game. Absolutely right. Got the Browns coming to town. Um, And boy, it's I mean, what do you think, Jared? Should we just start right against right with the strength versus strength kind of a thing? Their defense versus our offense? Because
0: let's yeah, let's do it. Our offense um, struggling. Their defense is absolutely on point. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they have some injuries there, too. So uh, let's go ahead and break it down. What what's the big injuries that we're looking at here for the for the Cleveland Browns? Well, just came across the wire
1: today. Denzel Ward, number one cornerback for the Cleveland Browns, will not play in this game. Um, and, Spotty, I'm going to kick this over to you first. We've been talking about the Broncos' need to get a big play going. And if that offensive line can hold up against this Cleveland uh, front seven, which is no guarantee because there's a lot of talented guys up there. But what do you think about their the opportunities for big plays down the field, especially with Denzel Ward out?
2: Well, you know what, actually, specifically in this game with uh, Denzel Ward being out, I think there actually might be even more opportunities for the short to mid uh, area. I'd probably say the next best player on that you know defense outside of that front seven is Grant Delpit, who's their safety. Mm-hmm. I believe current, he's kind of a guy he can play all over the field, drop down into that box, hard hitter. Plus, he can kind of run out long if needed to be, need be, but... With someone who is as large and as physical as Cortland Sutton, I'm not real sure if the, you know, the guy who's on the other side is going to be able to put up against him. um, And, I could see Cortland kind of running into him and getting those short little bumps and getting open for those balls a lot today. So we may not have the time to go downfield against Cleveland, but if we have this ability and we have this mismatch now with Cortland on the number two guy, there's going to be that opportunity. I know I was going to hate it. We're going to dink and dunk him to death in these kind of games. But what anything that we can do to prevent Miles Garrett from getting up free upfield. So I think, I think that's what we're going to see. We may not see again, we may not see that those downfield plays, but we should be able to have other areas that we can go.
0: Yeah. So their starting corners right now are Greg Newsom, who was their first round selection back in 2021, one of their many first round selections in 2020 round. And then, um, uh, Martin Emerson, which was third round selection last year, are their starters, and then they have uh, Mike Ford, who's playing good slot corner. They might throw him outside, and depending on how many how many times we go out in that three wide receiver set, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do and where they put their put their personnel. But I will take absolutely. I will take Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton one on one. And and one thing that the, the that they're really good at, and David, you kind of alluded to it. They send it's 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 almost the uh, the no fly zone uh, type defense like they know they can get pressure with their front seven and they just play man on the backside. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that with their number one corner out um, or how they're going to, how they're going to play it. So this is actually one of those times that we're sitting here. Like, are they going to stick with their original game plan and try to play man against our big bodied receivers uh, with, with who they have?
1: Well, the one area where you can really still play that is with miles Garrett, right? Like that's the guy who helps unlock that for you. Even if, Denzel Ward isn't playing because he's just Absolutely. that good. He is, you know, we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday, and Spotty, you said he was even another level above Max Crosby, which I don't think is an exaggeration at all. Uh, not nope. the way he's playing this season. Uh, he leads the league, I believe, with 13 and a half sacks. And, you know, you, you say, man, luckily he usually lines up on the left side or on the, um, of the offense, right? But, man, they'll just put him all over the place. They'll find a matchup for him, and that, if that matchup is Mike McGlinchey. We better see that ball come out quick.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely foresee him going up against Michael Genshi. I I see us possibly going two tight end set a couple times just to try oh, yeah. to get an extra blocker in there a to lot. try to just double double team him and make sure that he does not get pressure. He is the number one ranked uh edge rusher in pro football focus and in general, if you watch the games, he is absolutely the number one edge rusher in the league right now. Yeah.
2: You know, and that's the thing about it is. Everybody knows what he's going to do. Everybody knows that's the guy to look out for. You can even look at that. I believe he's at 13 and a half and the next player on the team is at four and a half. So <laughs> we've seen if you have if you have the capability of blocking him and, or better yet just give us a half an extra half second, then then we can get that ball out of the hand and then we can play the game. I I could foresee the Broncos shifting the pocket a lot away from him. So get Russ on the move a little bit and some of those, you know, down and yardage plays, get him on the move, you know, have some, uh, you know, give him some space, hopefully an extra half second away from miles to get the ball downfield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And a, a lot of times quarterbacks will start off, like you, you get to the line and whatever play is called, you're identifying where that mic is and where, that middle linebacker is and trying to adjust where, where you're going to go with the ball at this point. It's you're just going to identify where he is on the field and you're going to try to go either away from him or make sure that Russ's vision is where he's coming from so that he can be able to get out of there if he needs to. True.
1: Now I'll say this for, uh, for the optimists out there. Um, There are four teams who have allowed, uh, I'm sorry, five. Uh, Anyway, there are five teams who have scored 20 or more points, five quarterbacks who have scored 20 more or more points on this Cleveland Browns defense this season. I'm going to read them off to you in list of quality. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Fair enough, okay. right? Yeah. Geno Smith.
0: Okay. Uh Huh? Kenny Pickett. Interesting. I didn't know he scored 20 points ever.
1: Yep. And Gardner Minshew. Oh. I guess I guess that is only four. So... While the the Cleveland Brown ha, Cleveland Browns have been playing really really good defense this season, it is not as if they are an invincible all time kind of defense, right? You can find openings against this team, and I expect the Broncos to be able to exploit some holes on this defense this weekend.
0: Okay, so let's let's start off. What is the first hole that you think that we can um, exploit here, uh, our offense versus defense?
1: Well, and and I, you know, I kind of led Spotty into it a little bit earlier, I think they are going to be able to find some of those deep pass hookups. Um, I think they're going to have like a few, they're going to try and throw a couple of shots out of three tight end sets. Um, Mm -hmm. and just count on, you know, three guys. I I would, I would expect to see two or three guys on miles Garrett on a lot of plays. Um, this, this game, um, but I think they're going to try it. I think they're going to see if there are any holes. I think they're going to see if they can get Grant Delpit looking one way and the play going another way. Um, I think maybe we'll, we'll see a shot or two to Marvin Mims down the field. But, yeah, I think they're going to be able to open up the passing game a little bit more than people expect on this Browns defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you say that, but we haven't been able to – we haven't taken shots downfield in four games, five You're games. You're right. So. You're right.
1: But think about, <laughs> I, I, I think about the Commanders game, though. Think about that game where we yeah. score the most points. <laughs> I know, I know, but this is why I'm just getting shades of that game because that was also a game where we had this tomato, defense, right, that was all Amazing
0: edge rush. Yeah, Absolutely. all,
1: uh, you know, you, you've just got waves of guys who are supposed to be coming after you. Oh, they're going to have to block it up. Oh, Russ is going to be under siege. And he hits Marvin Mims on a couple of rainbow shots. And the whole game was wide open from there. So, yeah, I, I think that it could happen again. It wouldn't shock
2: me to see it happen this game. You know, in this particular game, I foresee Samaj P Ryan getting a lot of a lot more snaps than we've seen in the last couple, especially when it comes to those second and you know, middle distance and you know, third distance. He's really somebody that you want in the backfield to throw an extra block and maybe even a slit block where he runs five down your field and then we drop down to him. He's already proven to us this year that he is a valuable asset in that regard, especially in the fourth quarter. But I could see us taking that for, you know, in maybe the second quarter as well in this particular game, just to make sure that they stay on their toes. I'm not real, I'm not positive on how the Browns uh, linebackers are on coverage, but I don't believe that they're, you know, these world beaters like the, you know, 49ers, anything like that. I think more or less they're about getting their hand in the dirt and going after the quarterback a a bit. I think particularly Cortland is one of the, is going to be an issue for them. I, and you're talking about you know, quarterbacks that have scored twenty points. Let's not even count Kenny Pickett because I'm pretty sure they beat them on a the run game in <laughs> this game. But I, I think that we can run the ball as well, if not better, than the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a, you know, it's crazy thought considering that's that tends to be their bread and butter. But there's a physicality to our offense that we can show in this particular game. Cortland being one. Um, or better yet, hopefully that after they've seen for five weeks and all Cortland does is go for ridiculous catches and touchdowns, that they're going <laughs> to lean towards his side and dare us to beat him with somebody else. And in which at that in, in which we could see Jerry, Judy, or, you know, of course, a hope of mine and F. Davids and Marvin Mims is someone who's on the field a lot. But, of course, you know, we know that there's going to be a lot of tight end checkdowns in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i I love what you said too I like the the chipper slip the depending on where garrett's going have the running back line up on his side um and if he's if he's rushing inside chip him and then get out there and if he's rushing outside and, and uh Russ can step in the pocket you just slip him out into the flats um I think that's what we're going to see a lot of
2: or or better yet we've seen these defenses the last couple of weeks are focused on making sure that Russ doesn't come out of this backfield if we mm-hmm. if, if we're moving this pocket and we're giving him that space you know that these linebackers are going to have to go with them they're going to have to shadow him across the field and that always opens up one more person for us that it gives us yep. one more shot downfield so that's where p ryan he, if he sees that linebacker he runs away or or better yet you know you get Cortland sutton maybe a drop uh, uh, over the shoulder downfield
0: yeah, make them make the linebackers make the decision on whether or not they're going to rush or cover, and then yeah. uh, hopefully we. I, and I, I, we, I definitely believe Russ is smart enough to be able to make that decision and figure out what he needs to do at that point. That's what he's known for. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else on the offensive side you guys want to talk about?
2: I I my last comment is it's going to be a physical game? This if if the weather holds up to what it is as of right now. <laughs> It, it's it's going to be a bang them up. There's going to be guys going to the sidelines, you know, hitting that hard ground, um, probably trying to run the football. The, the most proficient running team is it's probably going to set themselves up in the first half. So that's it's going to be physical out there.
1: Yeah, for all I, for all, I think the deep passing game it was going to open up. It could be a Quinn Miners game for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for those of you that aren't in Colorado and don't know, it's been snowing apparently that as these guys tell me, Um, and it's going to be a cold game on Sunday, expect a cold game. Uh, so it's going to be definitely interesting. So let's go ahead and flip it. Let's talk about the defense, um, their offense versus our defense. And it's funny, like their defenses are both of our teams. Our defenses are strong point right now. And um, so this is interesting without uh, Watson back there, they have the, Uh, fifth round selection uh, rookie Darian Thompson Robinson starting uh, and he is a running quarterback. So that's something that I don't think we've seen fully. I mean, we kind of controlled Pat Mahomes. We kind of controlled Josh Allen, uh, but they're not like run first type quarterbacks where he's more of a like option type type guy. So how do we think we match up against that?
2: I'm okay with it actually. And I, I, I'm assuming Stefanski is going to stress the DTR not to run as much as he would want to. Otherwise, their option is a very aging Joe Flacco, where I'm not sure if he's been on anybody's team even at all this year. You know, I know a couple of Broncos players would probably love to go out there and hit him in the mouth. I I, (laughs) I believe that we've done really well against the running quarterbacks. Um Besides when they decide to spend extra time creating, that's something that we need to be a focus on we If we let this guy escape that first and second tackle and start creating. He he's a young guy. He's got an arm. He's gonna be able to throw the ball. Maybe, you know, and maybe not like the Josh Dobbs like, but we've we've seen it what happens when you give them a little extra time. Justin Fields, he's probably the one quarterback that we played this year where we let him create and the next thing you know, Cole Komet looked like Jason, you know, uh Travis Kelsey out there. <laughs>
1: And I'll tell you guys what, you know, we've talked about this pass rush for the Broncos not being all that good this season so far. And for a large part of the season, it wasn't, but they got after Josh jobs last game. Like if you go back and watch that, there weren't a lot of drop pure drop back snaps because they were running the ball so effectively, but when they were doing it, the Broncos were getting after it and that Vikings offensive line is not terrible. Um, So that kind of gave me hope that, yeah, maybe they're, they're pulling something together. Maybe, Baron Browning is just unlocking more one-on-one opportunities for Jonathan Cooper and and Nick Benito, and they're they're a little bit more able to kind of win. Um, and it's it's just coming together a little bit more. Zach Allen, uh, shout out to you, pal, because you know we we all kind of piled on you a little bit early in the season, and he's been playing super well of late. Um, so that gives me hope against Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, to you know contain maybe because you know like you guys were saying right, he's a young quarterback. And that kind of guy just needs to get hot to start feeling it. And if he gets a couple of early completions, if he's back there in the pocket with a lot of time to throw, he's going to start to feel comfortable and he's going to start to feel like the game, you know, the game is his to, to take. Uh, and you just, you want to prevent that. You want to make sure he's uncomfortable as much as as he can do you guys think he's he's going to get spied like you were saying, Jared? That the the running ability with him, are we going to have Jewel and Singleton spying on him a lot? I'm getting a head nod from Jared and a head shake. So.
0: <laughs> I, I I think I think we are. I, th- this is going to be one of those deep. We just need to play gap sound defense, and if we could play gap sound defense with one spy, um, and and drop into coverage with one spy, we should be able to control him. And and the other thing I'm going to mention here too is. And I think I might be mistaken, but I think their left tackle, their starting left tackle's out. Jared Wills, uh, Jared, Jedrick Wills is out, um, and that means a, a while, yeah. has he. So that means an, another guy in there. And their right tackle, I mean, again, I'm looking at Pro Football Focus numbers, is one of the worst in the league. Um, James Hudson is not playing well this year, and, and that gives opportunities for Browning and Cooper to be able to get to the quarterback and actually create chaos back there. What I'm worried about is once chaos is created can we control the chaos from the defensive side, right? Like that's the only thing I'm worried about.
2: I see a little a and a little B for what kind of answer you, David. And the reason I was shaking my head, no, I mm-hmm. see us proceed. us in the first half uh, spending more time getting after everything else that they're doing, having our DNs play contain on um, second down. And then, um, then maybe having a linebacker just make sure that he's close to the line of scrimmage while playing kind of a zone, less of a shadow, but playing that zone up over the middle. And if he sees him going to kind of go after him, I could see us playing it that way in the first half. Now, after the first half, if they come out and we realize it was DTR that was gashing us with his legs, they that's gonna change the plan and we're gonna play a little more quarterback spy. But even in any of the games that we've played so far against quarterbacks that quote unquote run the football, we haven't done a lot of spy. And that that's been very successful. I mean, it's crazy to think that this Broncos team hasn't been getting that much pressure yet. We are, you know, you're creating those turnovers, right? Everybody always says, Hey, try to get to the quarterback, try to get to the quarterback, you know, good things will happen, but you know, you, you're like, okay, good things will happen, whatever. And then here we are throwing out picks or better yet, they're just the split second too slow and we're hitting the arms and we're getting fumbles and, and you know, short passes that are getting intercepted um, in the slot. So I, I don't think that we are going to want to focus on – him as much i think we're we're going to want him to dare him in this game we're going to dare dtr yes. to be the reason that the cleveland browns win this football game i i'm not super scared about don't get me wrong i would say this and he's going to probably you know like cooper on the outside we've seen ps2 do a very good job against better wide receivers than cooper um elijah moore he's in the slot for them Hasn't done Mc, anything. Mc, McMillan has been one of the best slot corners. Thank you for uh, Next Gen Stats for ranking him the number seven corner uh, when it comes to that in the slot. And then their number two. I, I mean, I don't even know. I think the biggest thing is David and Joku, who tight ends Broncos. We know how that goes. So we're going to dare DTR to be the one that's going to beat us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So here's here's my one one other uh, worry about this this game, and I I, we've been doing an okay job, and I think it's because teams just haven't been running on us the way that they could. Um, You know, I I look back at that Buffalo game where they nine plays, nine rushes for a touchdown, but uh, that rushing game, um, they still have Kareem Hunt back there. They have Jerome Ford who's been playing pretty well. Uh, that run game is what they're gonna, they're going to try to run between the tackles because that's where their their strength is. Um, are we? This goes back to what I was saying about that gap sound defense. Can we play gap sound defense, stop the run, and force uh, DTR to to make the throw if he needs to, or, or force them to start throwing um, on second and long, second mediums, third and long stuff like that.
2: I'm terrified of that. That is the one aspect of this game that I'm absolutely terrified of. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. I would say that the Bills and the Vikings are – actually, matter of fact, Alexander Madison was ranked as one of the least efficient running backs in the NFL prior to the Denver game. James Cook hadn't even had a 100-yard game on the whole entire year. These are two teams that aren't necessarily known for running the football, and this is a team that is – Running the football, we we talked about it on Tuesday. We've hit that, they kind of remind me of the old school Broncos where they put uh, they put up the pigskin and somebody's arm and duct tape, uh, name patch on the back, and he's on somehow gonna run for a thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when Shanahan was here, we had random guys like Orlandis Gary running for a thousand yards, and that's what Jerome Ford is doing, and now his yeah. backup is Kareem Hunt. <laughs> who, who if he hadn't have been an idiot probably still would be a premier running back in this league right now and I, and I'm having slight um, nightmares about the last time we played the Browns did Ernesto Johnson or whatever i he ran for 100 yards against us so we need we cannot let them average 5 yards a carry we cannot
1: yeah i think they are going to sell out to stop that run though i think they are going to just dare Dorian Thompson Robinson to start throwing the ball all over the yard. I think they're going to have seven, eight guys in the box, like consistently. And I think they are going to, the eighth guy is going to be Justin Simmons. So they don't have to put DeLorean Turner yell in a position to make a touchdown saving tackle, if at all possible. Let's, cause you know, that's one, we didn't really talk about injuries on the Broncos defense. That's the only area um that we're a little thin at, right, guys, is that safety position. Uh PJ Lock uh still out looks like he's he's back at practice, but uh, Sean Payton called him day to day today. And that's that's always code for you're not gonna see him this week.
0: Um yeah so especially yeah. on a Friday. If if he's still day to day on a Friday we're not gonna see him on Sunday.
1: No. Um, and of course you've got Kareem Jackson suspended for another four games. Uh, so do you guys, I mean, is that, do you, do you see that really is going to be a a terrible weakness in the passing game at, for this one? Um, or do you think the Broncos can survive that for a game?
0: I, I think this matchup plays well into our hands for that specific, the fact that that's our only thin spot on our team right now, as far as injuries go. I think this matchup plays very well for that just because we are playing during the DTR, um and and that the pass game isn't going to be the main focus it's going to be the run game so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of defensive sets we throw out there i'm, I'm interested to see how much time on the field uh darren turner yell even gets i there's a chance that we go extra tight ends in there maybe like we we're talking about on the tuesday show i i wouldn't be mad if they pulled uh, uh browning back to uh, uh linebacker, linebacker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: um and just just to just to have that middle um filled so that we can load the box and stop their run. Mm-hmm.
2: If Justin Simmons wasn't back there, I'd be a little more worried. <laughs> Justin Simmons <laughs> is our outfielder. We know yeah. that that we're going to restrict plays over the top and downfield, which I, I, I'm i trying to even remember a time that a, a ball really went downfield. Even with all this turmoil at safety, I'm trying to think when the last Huge play downfield uh, against us was. And it was probably against that team down in the South when the high. End. Okay, so it was hot. I, I, I think I'm not truly worried about that particular position, even in times that Yale has played. So I don't think that's going to be that big now. Of course, we need him to stay healthy. Because then, you know, I don't know. Are we going to bring up Skinner, or uh, what? What? What are we going to do in this game if we're needing to pull somebody else up? So that that's probably the only co- real question about this particular situation. That whoever's playing there is going to be more of a close to the line linebacker, anyways, or maybe even just that next level after the linebacker. If 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 we're playing the game right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, you're right. If he gets injured, I I think JL Skinner is going to have to be pulled up at this point. You you got to have him
1: active. If he's a game day inactive, I'm going to be like, all right. Well, I mean, at that point, the plan is to have somebody at corner move over. Like, right. Yeah. If you still leave JL Skinner inactive that day, that's going to be your backup.
0: Man, because yeah, I mean, right now, right now, the only two active safeties uh, on our team are Justin Simmons and Darian Turner. Yeah. Uh So we have to pull someone up or you're right. We'll pull some uh, corner in there. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, maybe playing back there might might be interesting, but it but really depends why- on what we play.
2: Because <laughs> that means <laughs> that Mathis might be on the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, it's against it's against a rookie quarterback who's I, I, I don't know it's, it's, it's just a lot, core a lot is not play.
1: I mean it's not a bunch of world beaters either you've got Cooper for sure but Elijah Moore has done nothing all season um yeah I it's mm, see mm, you guys are making me regret. <laughs> No, I'm not.
0: Okay, let's go. What do you? Well, let's let's, move right, on let's to talk score about predictions. We'll, yeah, let's go. Let's that? throw some score predictions. Yeah, okay. let's do score predictions. Okay. Uh, let's start with you, David. You seem excited for that part. Yes. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm not because I'm, I'm going <laughs> back and forthy right now. But I'm going to stick with what I said on Tuesday. I think the Broncos get the offense going. I think they score 28 points. Um, I think it's probably 28-21 because I think the the Browns are going to be able to run the football pretty effectively, but I think it'll come down to, you know, maybe like a a last defensive drive. Like the Broncos will be ahead 28-21, the the Browns will get the ball back, and I think the Broncos will be able to finish them off.
2: We've We've struggled to score touchdowns, and we've struggled to score touchdowns against teams that don't have this kind of defense. I do believe that we're going to have more opportunities as long as we're selling out to get the run. So I low scoring affair, physical matchup, I'm saying Broncos, uh, 20 and uh, Cleveland 14.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be even less based on the, what you guys are telling me about the weather, um, their quarterback situation, us not being able to score until the last drive of the game. Um, I think, uh, I think it's going to be even lower than that. I think, you know, closer to maybe uh 17, 13 Broncos. I think it's going to be real low scoring. They they might get one touchdown, a few field goals on us. Um, but in general, I, I think 17, 13, I do think the Broncos can pull this out again, completely different team than what we heard from the first seven games. Like I would, I now trust that, if either the offense, or the defense has the ball to to finish it out and to secure the win, that I, I now trust that they can. So I yeah. think that's what's gonna happen. I, it's either gonna be the offense to drive down and win again, or it's gonna be the defense that needs a big stop and uh, and and but it's gonna be low scoring. I think I'm thinking 17 13. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Right, any any last uh, last thoughts on this game? Any last minute worries, last minute David, you've been kind of back and forth. You you really like you wanna I've you got want a lot so of emotions. hard to believe. Yeah, I I know. I do. I want this. I want this, boys.
1: I, I feel like it's been so long. It's been so difficult to watch this team just play the game. It's just been so, like, it's been such a non- joy to watch them play for so long, for extended stretches of the last few years, and now you're finally in a position where it's, like, really fun, right? Like, some of it's not great, but they they're just they're winning games again and they're in the hunt and it's you know I want to hold on to this feeling I don't know about you boys I, I think we deserve this
2: yeah I agree I I think that if we're going to win this game it's really going to be about the offense in the last couple of games the browns have played even with Deshaun Watson not playing they haven't turned over the ball much they they've actually turned over the ball uh in the last 3 games I think three times which The Broncos have that in one game most recently. (laughs) I think this is one truly is going to come down to the offense, needing to be able to drive downfield and putting points on the board. The defense is going to be exhausted they're going to be trying to run into these 215, 230-pound running backs all, all the time. So we're gonna to need to have to have them give them a break. You know, like let the let the offense needs to sustain these drives, not shoot themselves in the foot so our defense can go out there with their hair on fire and make these tackles. So if we if we can do that, if we can sustain these drives, we're gonna find it a, a, to be a little easier game than we've had before. Mm
0: absolutely well thank you guys so much uh, appreciate uh, your guys' thoughts on this this is going to be an interesting game for sure i'm definitely i am more nervous for some reason i don't know why i'm more nervous about this game than i was against minnesota and i don't I, I i hate it because i think it's because we're on the win streak and now all of a sudden people are paying attention to us as opposed to overlooking us uh maybe, maybe that's why i'm i'm feeling a little nervous specifically mm-hmm. about this game and then obviously there's a lot more football to be played for the season. And just because if we do lose this game for whatever reason, that's not the end of the world. We still have a lot of things that we can work on and a lot of good things coming, but I'm, I'm nervous, uh, but I'm, you know, hoping for that Broncos W and we can hold on to this feeling, David. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys uh, for listening. Make sure you guys are uh, following us, hitting that subscribe button, going over to YouTube, hitting that subscribe button, and uh, you'll get more of this awesome uh, breakdowns. Of these games if you do that So guys thank you so much And we're going to end it off as we always do On a very strong Go Go Broncos. Broncos Orange Weekly Fans, Brews, and Broncos News